Welcome back to Flatlining, Burnout in Healthcare. I'm your host, Britta, a second-year PA student at Des Moines University. officially starting my last rotation next week. What? Where has the time gone? I finished up my last away rotation in Northwest Iowa this past week and took the end of rotation exam yesterday. It was family medicine and I'm pleased to say that it went just fine. I have signed up to take the PANTS, which is the Physician Assistant National Certifying Exam, and I'm planning on applying for a job in the next month or so. I am thrilled and honestly in awe. (laughs) Of course, this means I really need to wrap up this podcast, but it'll happen. And I'm just so thankful to be nearing the end of my training. So last time we talked about the screening of the documentary, Do No Harm, where the all too common tragedy of physician and medical student suicide was conveyed in a heartbreaking, informative way. So much of the documentary highlighted how the training process of medicine contributes to creating unhealthy coping habits, thoughts, and ultimately medical providers who crumple under the weight of an oppressive system. This time, we will be highlighting the ways in which training can create burnout. So as a sidebar, I am focusing on physician and physician assistants merely because if I were to open up this one episode to every kind of healthcare professional and the ways training can create burnout, we would be here for a week at least. (laughs) I recognize that nurses, nurse practitioners, dentists, chiropractors, physical therapists, occupational therapists, pharmacists, respiratory therapists, paramedics, etc., 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 all face unique challenges in their training. And clearly this even goes beyond the medical profession, police officers, military officers, stuff like that. I can obviously relate best to the PA training process. And because there's a lot of research and reading that I've done specifically regarding physician training, and also as we're talking about the Do No Harm documentary being solely about physicians, I just want to speak into those two types of training. So physicians and physician assistant training. So hopefully as we have this discussion, we can begin to understand the system as a whole and how we are all set up in certain ways for failure. So as a recap, here's a general path taken for medical training. So PA schools tend to be two or three year programs. Usually there's one year of didactic, which is classroom training, and one year of clinical rotations. So if it's a three year program, they tend to extend either one. So either further time in the classroom or more time out on rotations. Um, So this, for me, looked like DMU starting didactic year in June 2017, and then we had three semesters. We had a summer semester, a fall semester, and a spring semester. We had a couple weeks of summer vacation. I think it was literally two weeks, and then clinical rotations began June 2018. I will be graduating May 2019. And then we'll have one month, a little less um, than one month, of wrapping things up. And then we'll take boards and hopefully start jobs that we enjoy um, sometime in the next couple months. When we're talking about physicians, you can either do MD or DO. 
And these take a longer track approach to a similar system. So first you have two years of didactic training, then two years of rotations. So you take one round of boards after the second year of didactic training, and then on that first year of rotations, when you're a third year medical student, it's about gaining experience in all areas, which is similar to the PA clinical year. The second year of rotations is about deciding what area you want to practice in, as well as having audition rotations where you go and visit rotation sites where you, you would like to complete your residency. As a fourth year medical student, you also take a second round of boards. Um, you then apply to residencies during that fourth year, and you end up graduating from whatever school you attended, and you, at that point, have your doctorate degree. From there, uh, you attend residency for a minimum of three years. Different specialties require different amounts of residency. After residency, you either become an attending physician or you can go on for more schooling in the form of a fellowship. And there are certifying boards after residency for each specialty. Some written, others written and oral. Uh, it just depends on what you choose. So both PAs and physicians are valued members of the medical field who do similar but different things. I can honestly say that medical school was not for me. I respect the grueling process, and PA school is similar, but not the same. We all need each other in healthcare, and when people begin to draw lines and worry about pushing others down in order to feel good about their chosen path, we need to stop and take a hard look at motives. So the main difference between PAs and physicians in the training process is both what makes the PA route more appealing, but also more difficult. So the specific training difference is that it's a lot shorter. So accelerated training programs allow for the biggest bang for your buck. You're in, you're out, and you're ready to practice. But this also means that if you get behind in your training, you have to return in order to finish the curriculum. DMU, as well as other PA programs, require remediation to be completed um, the following year. Some do it the following semester. This may be a surprise, but with all the credits you're required to take per semester, there's simply no way remediation can occur while you are simultaneously taking a bunch of other courses and credits and are swamped in doing this. The main difference for physicians is clearly the presence of residency and of increased length of training. I know we talked about loss of autonomy a lot earlier in this series, but it can cause a further sense of loss of autonomy and feeling like this is a never-ending process. I received a book from my last preceptor um, that's called Stop Physician Burnout, What to Do When Working Harder Isn't Working. Um, it's by Dyke Drummond, who was uh, a doctor. He's an MD. He experienced burnout himself. And he decided that um, he wanted to become an entrepreneur and focus on reaching physicians about burnout. This has been an awesome book. I've actually been super impressed by it. And I'm really thankful that they got me this book because it really works well. And as I prepare for the next episode, which is going to be all about prevention and treatment of burnout, it really is helpful to have a source that kind of goes through all these things that we've been working through together through this podcast. So, so in this book, 
there are five flavors of physician conditioning that it specifically mentions. And this is what um, Dr. Drummond says about it. Here are the five major flavors of conditioning I see in physicians. There are many more minor aspects of conditioning physicians exhibit, but these are the big five that most commonly get in the way of our happiness. So as I list these out, these are just personalities and like what he says, flavors of conditioning. Workaholic, superhero, emotion free, lone ranger, and perfectionist. So it talks about how these are tools that we can use that work really well in medicine. But it's when people don't recognize these as just tools and instead adopt them for their whole lives that we have trouble. It says, this is one of the prices we pay to survive the education process. It sets us up for burnout down the road. The other things that it talks about besides these personalities that are selected for within the training process, it talks about the physician's two prime directives, which are the patient comes first and never show weakness and how these actually are super detrimental to both the mental health of the person living them and also to patients because they both set you up for feeling um, like you cannot ever possibly win with um, the patient coming first. And then also it makes it so you cannot seek help um, if you're never showing weakness. So to reiterate, physicians and PAs are different, obviously. We hold different positions within healthcare and we should learn how to appreciate each other for the roles we have to play as part of a team to serve patients. Both PAs and physicians go through tremendous education systems to, to become members of the healthcare team and serve patients. There are similar ways that we are conditioned within our training to become things that can contribute to burnout, both during training and also later on when you're out in practice. Also, the prime directives of the patient coming first and never showing weakness also condition us in ways that can contribute to burnout. By focusing on health and wellness, as well as treatment and prevention of burnout during the course of training, you can avoid early burnout and create modes of avoiding burnout throughout your career. Next time, we will talk about treatment and prevention of burnout. As the second to last episode, we will be wrapping up the content part of the podcast before the final farewell episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, education and awareness are the first steps towards change in our own lives. Here's to living with purpose and fulfillment. Until next time, goodbye. The views presented are those of this author alone, and not those of Des Moines University. The song you hear at the beginning and end of this podcast is entitled Creative Days from Purple Planet Music.